Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, this is Steve Silver with Silver Screen Videos, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We have some more Touristic U Chronicles. We got uh, the part three, and this is part three of part three, so uh, called Hayden's Mistake. And to catch you up on uh, the events that has happened, uh, basically, you know, Hayden uh, got sent to a world called Nigramoto that we also know that our main character, Cal, is from. And, uh, you know, this seems to be going on in the past because uh, he's there with uh, Sarge and and obviously not in prison, uh, you know, so I'm guessing this is leading up to something there. Uh, and uh, they got stationed out in the forest, and, you know, uh, in the forest they found out that their job is to displace the uh, native people of of the planet. Uh, and there's a guy named Spider that he uh, is in his group is kind of a jerk. Uh, so today they're out hunting the Crick Shack Beast. And, uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and, uh, start. Hayden ground to a halt at the edge of a great precipice. He had startled a flock of blue-green shaylock birds. They fluttered into the distance. The forest was deep green all the way to the edge of the chasm. The drop was far, and the river on the bottom could barely be seen. His muscles were still sore from moving the mining equipment last night. The roar from the trees broke the serenity of the overlook. For a brief moment, Hayden had forgotten the angry crickshek beast that had crashed through the squad during a break from marching and gored one of their members. The crickshek beast looked like a bear with two large horns and fierce claws. It had a tail with spikes that could puncture power armor. There is nothing like it on Earth, just like there was nothing like the forest of Negramoto. He remembered learning 
that there was once a large woodland area on Earth called the Amazon, but it was paved over. Cities were built. The only pockets of forest that remained were manicured playgrounds for the ultra-rich. The trees at the edge of the cliff cracked as the creature chasing him snapped the foliage in half. It growled and advanced towards him, leaving broken trees in its wake. He wished he had grabbed his floating disc or gun. They were back where his squad had stopped to take a breather. He had stripped his gear to adjust the environmental controls on his suit, and he was fiddling with the air intake when the Krikchek beast attacked. Sarge gave the order to scatter. Hayden was the unlucky target of the predator looking for its next meal. He remembered a couple of others managed to fire off a few rounds, but the standard issue rifles were useless. The floating disc would have been the prime choice of gear. He could have floated over the chasm to safely by now. Instead, he was trapped by a creature stronger than twelve of him. The Krikchek snarled and moved in for the kill. Hayden considered dodging when it pounced so that it would fall into the ravine. However, it was too big. He wouldn't be able to move fast enough. He didn't imagine it would end this way. He had heard that many new soldiers died every year for the wildlife on this planet. He didn't think that he'd be one of them. Touristicu! Hayden heard a voice call from no nowhere. Climb the tree! Hurry! Hayden looked around and saw a Negromodian at the top of a tree. The trunk was thin, yet didn't bend with the rate of its occupant. From the way the Krikshak beast had snapped other trees, he couldn't imagine the tree would offer much protection. For lack of better options, Hayden decided to trust the Negromodian. He leapt to the tree and latched onto the base. The Krikshak charged. Hayden scrambled to the top, and the Krikshak beast hit the trunk with a crash. There was a crack, but the tree did not budge. The bark wasn't even nicked. Hayden climbed to the highest branches while the creature wobbled and dazed from the hit. It finally came around, and he was well out of reach. While the Krikchek struggled to reach them, the Negromodian stuck his hand out. Hayden had to readjust his grip to shake it. The Negromodian was dressed like one of the tribal members rather than ones from the city. His green skin was covered in tattoos. He wore a traditional loincloth and had on ceremonial gear but he also had a few pieces of a dusty old electronic equipment. He smiled and said, Shah Siddin, but most touristicus call me Shah. The noble beast will lose interest in us after a while. He cannot break the Brandbuck tree. The plant feeds on the decrant and infuses it into the bark. It is the hardest living thing on the planet. When Father Wind or Brother Fire decides to clear the forest, the Brandbuck survives. When Earth brothers and sisters build their cities, the Brandbuck survives. We are quite safe. Hayden remembered a couple of buildings in tech that had trees inexplicably growing indoors. He thought it was an odd alien custom, but it sounded like it was more a practical policy at work because they couldn't remove the trees. The Negromodians had no problem cutting down the trees. They just planted one for each one they cleared. Hayden also realized the translator wasn't activated by the elder's speech. The man must have learned human, because the speech was accented. The translator made it sound like it was the person who was speaking the same language as the listener in the listener's native accent. It attempted to mimic their vocal patterns to give the listener the experience that the speaker was using their language.
Since Shah was speaking in human, it didn't set off the translating matrix. He seemed to know a lot about humans, Hayden remarked, just realizing the handshake was an odd choice for a Negromodian. Human? He said, confused. Uh, Turisticu, we just call ourselves human. We are Earth people. I suppose you wouldn't call yourself Negromodians. Turisticus have a strange need to name everything they discover. Even the use of the word discover. How can you discover something that already exists? How come you know so much about us? I am very ignorant in your ways, truth be told. I seem to learn something new every day. Turisticus calls themselves humans. We let the Nigs call the Turisticu so they'll respect us. Colonel Daudry's voice bellowed as he hovered over them with an entourage of fully equipped soldiers. The colonel was decorated with lots of different emblems and medals painted on his armor. Where's your gun, soldier? I, I lost it during the attack, Sir Hayden said. The Krikshek snarled and growled at the approach of the newcomers. It attempted to climb the tree with more gusto. Colonel Daudry had a gargantuan hunting rifle. It fired rounds the size of Hayden's gloved fist. The recoil from the rifle would tear a human in half. Only the very skilled could stay standing while they fired it in their new power armor. The colonel pointed his gun at the beast below. Do you think this creature will wait for you to collect your weapon? The NTs are useless, sir, Hayden said. He instantly regretted it. Useless? A standard issue NT4K battle rifle may not penetrate the hide of a Krikshek, but make no mistake, a few second distraction could be the difference between life and death. I want you to drop and give me twenty. Sir, Aiden said. Is your communication equipment malfunctioning? No, sir. Then drop and give me twenty. I will not repeat myself again. The Krikshek continued to rage below. It looked even fiercer than before. Hayden let go of the tree branch and dropped to the ground. While his power armor absorbed most of the impact, he still felt the pain of hitting the ground shoot through his legs. The creature was confused for a moment, then whipped around to face Hayden. He dropped to his knees as the beast turned to strike. The killing blow never came. The colonel's entourage peppered the creature with rounds from their NT-4Ks. The beast darted back and forth in different directions, attempting to swat at the bullets. They circled it, and it spun around, aiming to gore the invisible adversary with its tail. Hayden had to duck several times to avoid a lashing. The hunters closed around the beast, and finally, the colonel aimed his massive rifle and fired one round. The crack echoed through the chasm. The Krikshek's chest exploded, and it fell to the ground. The creature groaned from the wound. Shah scrambled down from the tree with such agility that he was the first at the beast's side. He muttered the ancient rites and embedded two daggers in the Krikshek's neck. The moaning ceased. The colonel landed his troops and yelled at Hayden, I told you to give me twenty! Twenty push-ups were a futile endeavor in power armor. The armor was bulky, and he couldn't go down all the way. The suit also aided his muscle movement, so he would be able to do much more than he normally could. The real lesson, though, was already over. The colonel was only reinforcing who was really in charge. Who's your nick friend? Colonel Daudry said to Hayden, while Shaw thanked the beast for its meat. I, I don't know, sir, he said between push-ups. I, I think he deserves some credit. 
He, he helped me get away from the Crickshack, sir. The soldiers pushed Shaw aside and used a laser to burn the beast's head off. Shaw looked irritated, but didn't protest. The colonel sized him up. Is that right, he said. Most digs would leave you to die. What's your game, Nig? Shaw smiled and bowed. No game. I am here as an ambassador of, to my people. Ambassador? The Nigs already got one. They have got one for the cities, but there is no one to speak for the villages. I am an ambassador for the villages. Is that right, the colonel said. Looks like we got ourselves a diplomat. I guess I should be wearing my dress uniform. His hunting party chuckled. They had almost finished removing its head from its body. They were going to bring it back as a trophy, no doubt, for the colonel's wall. Shaw was either not aware of the rudeness of their behavior or decided to ignore it. He continued, I am here to ask the Turisticus if they'll stop taking the earth ore. The Brandbuck tree is dying, and so are the forests. The Decrand supplies trees with life. Is that right? It looks like as we have a bona fide ecologist too, Colonel Daudry said, and the men chuckled. Well, I have a negotiation for you. Why don't you go back to your village and tell your Nick friends that they should find a new home? There are plenty of forests out there. You, you can't? I can, and I will. He lifted his gun and pointed it at Shaw. Shaw bowed several times and backed away. Once he was far enough, he turned back and ran. Colonel Daudry walked to Hayden. He had finished his push-ups and watched the entire altercation. The colonel helped him to his feet and said, You can't trust them an inch. You let the nigs have any ground and they'll take more. Don't let their planet-friendly crap trick you. They are a violent species and one of the few that can hold its own to a human in a suit of power armor. They have a big smile, but they carry sharp stick. Hayden reconnected with his squad much later that day. After Sarge yelled at him for leaving his firearm out of reach and being tasked with returning the body to base camp, Hayden just wanted a chance to lie down for a night in a bed when they returned. He wouldn't get his wish because when they got back, the squad celebrated the downing of the Crickshack and Hayden was the guest of honor. Alcoholic refreshments and a crackling stereo were the best thing they could do in the temporary town. Even Sarge joined to kick back a few. During the night, they painted a badge of their unit on his armor. It was a wolf with sharp teeth. Firestorm explained the rules while she used a machine to spray the symbol on his chestplate. Armor can be only painted after a soldier has proven themselves. Surviving a crickshack has a rite of passage. Surviving one without a weapon, well I don't know if that's a feat or just stupid. Hayden laughed and celebrated into the night. Much later, they all went to sleep except for Sarge. Hayden stumbled over and plopped down next to him. He was looking at the stars again. Hayden asked, Why are we here, Sarge? The alcohol clouded his better judgment. Surprisingly, Sarge didn't treat the question like insubordination. Perhaps alcohol clouded his superior's better judgment, too. We're here to protect mining operations from the hostiles. There can be no disruptions in the mining. Our way of life depends on it. N no, I mean this planet. Is there decrand in the core of most gas giants? You know, Earth's solar system used to have eight planets. Uh, eight, eight planets, sir? What's beyond Mars? Uh, rocks? Space dust? Nothing of consequence? We had four gas giants. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. 
they each had a Deckard core. Once we figured out Deckard was the key ingredient for interstellar drive, it didn't take us long to figure out how to mine the material at the core. The gas mining giants is dangerous work. You remember what happened to the Hilterman system? Hayden remembered being immersed in a three-dimensional simulation when he was a teenager. It was a star system with molten planets. They were heated by a Deckard explosion of the local gas giant. To think that humans had mined out their local gas giants without incinerating their only home before they even leaped out into the stars, Hayden was surprised that he existed at all. Then you add to the fact that gas mining is expensive, you need energy to counteract the gravity, energy to haul out the ore in, of the gravity well, and then you also make sure you extract carefully so the gas giant dissipates as you extract rather than explodes. You always have to mine just right, so the atmosphere of the gas giant evaporates into space. If you take too much, the atmosphere builds pressure and goodbye solar system. I'm surprised humans made it through mining four gas giants without destroying themselves. The need for Dekrin wasn't that great then. We only inhabited our solar system. We took enough for gas giants to dissipate on their own because we didn't need any more. It wasn't until we inhabited dozens of systems when we discovered there was a limit to the amount of Dekrin we could take out of a gas giant at one time. Here on Negromoto, there is no limit. Well, well, that is until the planet loses its atmosphere or collapses on itself. That won't affect mining operations. But what about the people that live here? You best not worry about that and concentrate on yourself, but that's an order. Later in bed, Hayden tossed and turned for the rest of the night. He couldn't help but replay the encounter from earlier in his mind. Shaw had saved Hayden's life. Shaw could have let the beast take him and have one less touristic you on the planet, but he didn't. If the circumstances had been different and an alien species was destroying the Colorado wilderness, Hayden didn't know if he could take the path that Shaw had chosen to walk. Hayden felt that he was being called to act, but he wasn't sure what he could do. Tomorrow, he would have to force an ideal that he wasn't sure he wanted to enforce. They were going to force the villages to move if they hadn't already vacated. All right. That's all we have for tonight. So, uh, or today or whenever it is you're listening. So thank you so much for listening. And, uh, I will catch you next time and, uh, watch out for Crickshack beasts. Uh, you know, if you encounter one, uh, you, you, you might, you might as well be as good as dead. <laughs> <laughs>